Hello and welcome to Good Shepherd Weekly. My name is Jennifer Bostick. My husband, Adam, and I and all of our children have been missionaries in the Amazon jungles of Peru for 15 years. Today I want to share something that I feel like a lot of us can relate to, just the feeling of being under attack. I want to talk today about warfare and our role in everything that's going on. Do you ever feel under attack? Um, you know, we speak to so many friends and family, and when you get people to talk, we often all have the same feeling. We feel under attack from the enemy in the area of our families, our finances, our jobs, our mental health, our, our physical health, homes, neighbors. You know, we can look around and see that our, our city and our nation and the whole world right now is just in a state of, of, of attack. And as Christians, we must be aware of the fact that we are actively involved in warfare. One of Satan's main strategies has been to blind our eyes to the real conflict in which we are involved in, and that renders us defenseless against his attacks. But God has given us every weapon we need to be victorious over our enemy. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Many of the New Testament writers use terms of warfare. And these aren't symbolic terms. These are, these are rather they're actual descriptions of the battle that we're engaged in. One of the most important things to learn is that our warfare is not against people. It is not against the child in your home. It is not against your coworker. It's not against your spouse. It is against Satan. It is against the spirit realm. Getting into conflict with, with people only leads to frustration. It leads to defeat. And just to be honest, it robs the grace of God from our lives. I read a story about a powerful evangelist named Smith Wigglesworth. And the story goes that one night, Smith was asleep in his room, and he was awakened by some noise. Turning up the lantern to see what the cause was, he saw the devil standing in the corner. Upon seeing the devil, Smith said, Oh, it's only you. He blew out the lantern and went back to sleep. And I think that is the attitude that we need to approach this with. We need to be serious and genuine with the idea of fighting the good fight. But we don't need to be preoccupied or overly impressed with the devil or his schemes. Instead, we are to be occupied with Jesus. As we keep our eyes on him, we will become aware of who we are in him. Isaiah fourteen sixteen says, Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you, saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook nations? He's talking about the enemy. As we keep our eyes on Jesus, we will become aware of who we are in Him. And as we become aware of our restored authority through Jesus, a boldness arises in our spirit. We won't be intimidated by the devil or his schemes. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So it leads back to my original question. What are you warring against? What am I warring against? What is holding us captive? 
Do we have fear? Are we afraid of, of world events? Are we afraid of lost economy or a job that's on the edge? You know, is that holding, is fear holding us captive? And fear and anxiety seem to be close brothers. You know, what do we, what do we lay in bed and worry about at night? Those things are, are holding our, our hearts captive. Are you, are you held captive by anger? Um, you know, do you, do you look at those around you and, and live in, in constant frustration? Why can't we just all go the same way? Or why can't you just listen? I mean, you can fill in the blanks for your own life. And, you know, as I wrote my notes for this, you know, these things are what come up in my heart daily. And I, I'm just constantly needing to run back to the word and needing to understand that as a believer, I do have authority by the accomplished work of Jesus in his death and victorious resurrection, we need no longer be held captive to fear, to anxiety, to guilt, to anger. When we discover this truth, we are set free and completely delivered from all bondage and fear of the enemy, of his works, of the future, of the unknown. You know, so often, I think as believers, we want to play defense in the kingdom. And I truly believe that once we begin to understand that through the finished work of Christ, the authority that we have, we need to become active members in playing offense. We need to meet the devil and the enemies and the schemes and the hardships straight on. Instead of cowering in a corner, we need to to stand up straight with the authority of Christ behind us and his accomplished work and say, oh, it's only you. John 8, 31 and 32 and verse 36 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Colossians two fifteen says, And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them, by the cross. Brothers and sisters, that is who we are. That is the authority that as a believer is ours. It is our inheritance because of what Jesus has done for us, what our Father, the the way that our Father has made the way. So I am going to encourage you this week to begin to examine your life and, and the points of contention and the warfare and the rough spots that we would rise up and be bold in the declaration of who we are and the authority that we have in Christ. Jesus, we come to you and we thank you. We thank you that you have given us your word, that we may abide in your word, that you give us the strength to follow after you. Without you, we don't even have the strength to hold on and to be obedient. Lord, we thank you for your truth, and and we thank you that you have made us free, and we ask that this week that you continue to heal us and reveal to us who you are and who we are in you, Lord, that we can walk in freedom. Lord, your word says, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And Father, we are going to declare grateful hearts that we are free indeed this week. We love you. Be blessed. Mm -hmm.